Where there is no vision, the people are unrestrained. Where there is no word, the people are unrestrained. But where there is a word, the people are restrained. Right? And you know how wild you can be. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Kingdom Rock Radio. You are moments away from receiving God's rich word. But first, remember that you can subscribe to our Roku channel as well as our podcast. And don't forget, for more information, you can always contact us at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's word. Welcome our online community. Hello, online community, wherever you are from all around the world. We thank you and uh, we celebrate you and we appreciate you being with us today, wherever you are, Georgia or United States of America, wherever you are around the world. I know wherever you are is, I'm sure, the best place in the world. So thank you for watching. All right. Today, today, uh, this is Vision Sunday. And today we're going to speak from the subject of very briefly, if we can, because there's a lot of things I want to show you today. Uh, We're going to speak from the subject of what do you see? What do you see? Let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this moment, and I ask that you would just speak to us and in a way that we can all hear and understand. Lord, I lean on and rely on you, and I ask that you would just speak to your people today. Give them visions. Uh, let them hear your word. We celebrate you today. We thank you for words of knowledge, words of wisdom, prophetic utterances, healings, and deliverances, and however you want to touch and interact with your people. We bless you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. How important is vision? Um, You'll know how important it is if you ask a man that is driving down a dirt road with no light, no street lights, and his headlights go out. He would tell you it's very important to see. Just ask a parent who has just uh, purchased Christmas toys for their children, their small children, and the children um, uh, have been playing with Legos for a while, and now it's late at night, and the children have gone to bed, and you're still up, and you walk around in the middle of the night with bare feet, you'll, you'll understand how important vision really is, really is. Vision. All right, so as we talk about vision, we're going to be talking about uh, how vision is related to you and how you need to have it. But this is just not the faculty of sight, but uh, having a vision for your life, actually what God is showing you for you to do. All right, everybody has to have an X, a, a place where you're going, a place where you're going. And we'll look at this today. There are several facets of this word vision, several facets. Let me give you just the simple, um, simple definition. Uh, the definition of uh, vision is the act or power of seeing. It is what? It is, it is sight. It is the act or the power of imagination. Imagination. And also in the supernatural sense, it can be uh, revelation or supernatural insight, right? Uh, So we want to talk a little bit about all of this, and as it relates to us today, we're going to be talking about vision in the Word of God sense, and we'll also be talking about vision and in the sense of goals for your life. Yeah, it's like if you have a train, you you know, and a train is on a path. Yeah, and it can be going down the track in a certain direction, right? (laughs) 
And you want to have the right train of thought in order to get to your destination. Amen. I love these sound effects that are going on now. All right, let's get back to the board. X is where we want to be. And this spot spot here is where you are now, where you are at the moment. Uh, People don't go from here to there by accident. It's not by accident. And rarely when they get there, rarely is it in a straight line. Usually life takes place somewhat like this. Oh, and then we get it there. Isn't that right? But you have to know where there is. If you don't know where there is, if you don't have an X for your life, a place where you want to be in finances, in uh, physical fitness, uh, in marriage, in every area of your life, if you don't have an X of where you want to be, uh, then life takes a whole lot of turns and we don't just end up there. People, when people are here, they get here uh, simply on somebody on purpose. You get to that spot on purpose. It's never by accident. I know we want stuff just to happen and we pray, Lord, just let this happen. Let's let it happen. If you just do this, Lord, just do it. You just do it. You just do it. You just do it. It just doesn't work that way. You have to put something behind it. Have to put something behind it. If you want crops to grow, you can either sit on your front porch and pray, Lord, I want some corn, some maters, and, and, uh, and, and I want some cucumbers, and, and, and I want some cabbages. And, you know, you can sit on your porch and pray that. Or you get up and go get some seed, Amen. break up the fallow ground, Amen. and sow that seed and water that seed. And you pray, Lord, let me have a good crop this year. Right. The two have to work together Two have to work together. One is not exclusive from the other. Uh, Someone that has difficulty understanding that understanding that might ask which um, which razor on a which half of a scissor is more important than the other. They're both important. You need them both. Right. It's faith plus works. That's going to equal the destination. All right. And all this happens through, simply put, through a, uh, here we go, through a word. And we're going to look at that today. You're going to have to have a word to go from here to there. Just like um, Peter on the water. You know, Jesus came walking on the water to him, right? Uh, to the disciples, and Jesus said, or rather, Peter said, if that's you, Lord, bid me come unto you on the water. Uh, Bid me come. So Jesus said, come. That was Peter's word. And with that word, he had Jesus in view. He could then begin to walk. I'll tell you, don't walk. Don't start on your destiny. Don't start on your journey without a word. Without a word. Here's one thing I tell um, couples in our premarital counseling. Don't get married unless you have a word. Unless you have a word. Did God say that he is the one for you? Ma'am, you better pray really hard. Did God say that she is the one for you? Sir, you better pray really hard. 
Because good relationships are like elevators. Good relationships like elevators. You get with the right ones and you go up. Get with the wrong ones and you go down. Right? Relationships don't go sideways. They just, they may, if your elevator is stuck, it may just stay there for a little while. No progress. But good relationships will always go up. Always go up. So you have to have a word. That word will sustain you. That word will keep you on track during difficult times when you cannot see. When your vision is impaired. At least you know Jesus said we're going to the other side. He's going, he said we're going to the other side. He says I need to go from here to there. And having that word will sustain you when it gets dark, when it gets windy, when it gets rough, when everybody seems to be against you. Having that word will sustain you. Hallelujah. Having that word will sustain you. Even when, uh, and I know it's hard to believe, Brother Richard, let me talk to you. Uh, I know that even though um, I've been married now, uh, just as long as my wife has been married. and uh, Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we've been married together. That's right. <laughs> that's right. What am I thinking? <laughs> what am I thinking? What am I thinking? Uh, this goes on now, I think, 27 years uh, this year. I'm, I'm looking at her. I believe 27 years. We've been married. In, the, in, the, in that time, there's been some difficult times. Times I'm sure she thought, what was I thinking? <laughs> but during those difficult times, Shard, even those, if, during those difficult times, she could go back to a word. You told me. You told me. You told me to marry him. And then eventually when he straightens up, everything is fine again. You hear what I'm saying? If you have a word, if you have a word. But problems are in life, we don't have a word. Do I, Lord, should I work there? I mean, give me some peace. Sometimes you will hear an audible voice. Possibly sometimes you get just a good feeling in your heart. You'll get peace and you know, okay, that's where I'm supposed to work. Okay, that's where I'm supposed to live. I just... I just feel at peace about it. Sometimes you won't have a burning bush. You know, be nice sometime to have a burning bush or something, or write it in the cloud or something, send an angel to talk. Lord, you did it in the Bible. You know, it'd be nice sometimes, but sometimes, Lord, would you say, trust me. Trust me. Walk this way. Walk this way. And even though that way may not seem to be the easiest way, if that's the way that God has said, then that's the best way. And you'll get there. Amen? Amen. So let's talk about vision. Oh, I'm so excited to talk about vision today. All right. So let's look at a very famous verse about vision. We'll talk about this for maybe the next uh, 30 minutes. Uh, Proverbs 29, 18. Proverbs 29, 18. I want you to take note of this and make mental note of this. Write it down. Whatever you got to do, write it on your neighbor's hand if they don't mind. Whatever you got to do. Proverbs 29, 18. And remember this verse. Remember it well. It says, where there is no vision, what happens? The people perish. But he that keepeth the law, what happens? Happy is he. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. All right? 
Now, just on the onset, whenever I have heard this uh, particular verse mentioned, uh, they always stop at where there's no vision, people perish. And it's like a period and you never hear the second part of it. I never hear the second part of it, but or rarely hear the second part of it. But the general fault is here. If you cannot see, destruction is coming. If you can't see where you're going, destruction is coming. If you don't know where you're going, destruction is coming. You'll end up in destruction. Now, that's the general principle. Now, let me tell you, let's take a journey as to exactly what this verse is saying. Can we do that? All right. The Bible says where there is no vision, the word vision uh, in the the word vision in the Hebrew, it means, of course, vision in night. It means in in ecstatic state. It means oracle. It means prophecy, divine communication and basically the prophetic word of God, a word that God has revealed to you. A word that God revealed this to you, okay? So when you think about vision, I want you to think about word, a word from God, all right? Now, part of this definition says in the night, vision that is in the night. When you cannot see, the word of God will light your path, right? Will light your path. Let's say you're, you're in need of finances, you're, you're, you're in need of money, and you go into a store and nobody's around and the cashier just happens to run to the back and has left the uh, drawer open filled with stacks of 150s, 20s, and nobody's around and you're right there and you know you need to pay your rent. Rent, I'm sorry. You know you need to pay. Money pressure is on. Well, it's dark at that moment, isn't it? But what sustains you? The word of God. Amen. The word sustains you in that moment. Amen. Or let's say you're, you're in a place and you're sitting down and, and, and you know you're married, but, but here comes somebody go by and they catch your eye. Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord don't look. No, don't look. And they come over to the table and they say, here, oh, you look so handsome. Here, my phone number. <clears throat> In that dark moment, it is the word that sustains you, right? Thou shalt not commit adultery. First one, thou shalt not steal. You're in a tough situation at work, and and you're forced now. If you tell the truth, you could lose your job. Did so-and-so do this? It's a dark moment. What do you do? It's dark. What do you do? What sustains you? It's the word that gives you light. Don't lie. Don't, thou shalt not bear false witness. Right? It is the word that sustains you in darkness. And also, uh, look at this. Um, vision talks about being ecstatic. Ecstatic meaning what? Just really, just really happy. Just really overjoyed. And let me get this to you, please. Unless you have a vision or a word while you're in an ecstatic state, you can make a bunch of mistakes. Let me give you an example about that. It's time for you to go and buy a car. One of the things they want to do is hype you up, make you very happy. Oh, you're going to get this and you're going to get that and you're going to this and you're, and boy, you're really happy. You're really, I'm going to get this new car. Oh, sign here. What? Yeah. And then you drive out and look later. Oh, my God. What did I just sign? What did I just do? In some places, I will not name the place. 
But when, when it's time to have a collection of monies, what they will do is make sure the crowd is nice and happy. Play some nice, happy songs, nice, cheerful songs. Make sure everybody's happy. And then pass the plate. I mean, then they will receive uh, the money. You hear what I'm saying to you? If you don't have a word in that time where the Lord has already said, I want you to do this and that, give this amount, that amount, without a word, you can be drawn away in an ecstatic and you're excited. Emotions are going, going, going. But it was it's a word that sustains you. It's a word without a word. Without a word, uh, we'll find out what happens without a word. The Bible says the people perish. But let's look on further. I want to show you more about it because the word peep, the word people there uh, in the Hebrew is am or am. It means nation. The nation perishes. The people perishes or the folk. I love that word folk. The folk will perish. Look at the word perish for a moment because really in this true def- truest definition, the word perish does not mean to be destroyed, but this is actually what it means. The word perish means uh, to lead, act as leader, uh, to let, rather to be let loose, be loose of restraint. They run wild. It means to run wild, run amok, run wild. It means to live with no apparent direction or focus. Now I love this. It means to let the reins loose, to expose, get naked, uncover. Yeah, I saw that. What's it? Naked or naked? Yeah, one of them. All right. It is to be exposed, to be uncovered, where there is no. Where there is no word, there's no abiding word, where there is no word from God, no revealed word, no prophetic word, no voice that has told you, go here, do this, do that. The people, the folk, run crazy, run loose. It says they, it says also, I love this word picture here, to let the reins loose. Imagine an old Western movie, right? And uh, somebody's riding on a stagecoach. Yeah, that's it. Go. Woo-hoo! You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You imagine somebody on the chuck wagon or something, right? They have a, a several pairs of horses in front of them, you know, and they got a destination. Uh, to perish means to let go of the reins. And now the horses just go. You have no idea where they're going to go. You just... They're just running wild, just running loose. And this is the reason, too, unless you have a purpose, unless you have a vision for your finances, that's why it runs loose. It runs wild, and you can't keep up with it. The truest definition, as we look at this, of the word perish, again, I love the first part, to lead, act as leader. Without a vision, you feel like you're in control, and you're going to take your life where you want it to go. Right? And if we take our lives where we want it to go, how can we ever hear God say, well done, thou good and faithful servant? Let me give you this example. There was a student in class. His name was Bob. And Bob was a very good student. Let me tell you, everybody knew about he was a very good student. One day he had to be out. But he was a bit prideful bit prideful. And uh, when he came back, he really didn't ask what the assignment was. 
He didn't ask, you know, didn't want to let everybody know that he didn't know. But the, he kind of guessed what the assignment would be. And um, so it was a drawing assignment. So the next day he came in with his papers, with his assignment, drawing. And it was a, um, he had to do some type of essay as well. He came back in with his. Everybody else came in with theirs as well. But he put double, triple time in his, his paper and, and in his drawing. And uh, everybody turned their papers in, and they had these thin little papers and these, you know, subpar drawings. But Bob, I'm sorry, I'm serious. Uh, he had uh, not only was his um, essay typed up neatly, he had graphics. He also had a visual in there with a link to a YouTube video that he made. I mean, Bob was an overachiever, right? So he went to the teacher. And uh, he turned it in. A couple of days later, everybody got their grades back. He knew that he had an A-plus on his grade. Everybody looked at everybody else's stuff. Some people had C, some people had B, some people had an A. He knew that he would get an A-plus on his. He got his paper back, his grade, and the teacher had marked in red, great effort, great video, uh, awesome notes, grade F. But that was not the assignment. That wasn't what we asked you to do. The paper may have been on the Civil War, but he wrote it on the rise of communism or what have you. <laughs> great notes, great research, great this, great that. F. So how can we go into get before God and stand in the presence of the Lord and expect to hear him say, well done, you're good and faith, you're good and faithful servant. When we haven't done what he said, what he specifically told us to do. Does that make sense? Yeah. We've got to have a preceding word. So let's look, look at this for a second. And so let's go back to the verse. It says, uh, where there is no vision, I'm going to speed up just a little bit. Where there is no vision, that is no prophetic word, no word from God, uh, the people perish or the people run loose. They run wild. They have no direction and they themselves are now in charge. They become their own leaders. And one man once said, well, uh, you know, I don't want God to, to lead me. I don't want anybody to tell me what to do. I want to run, run my life myself. I don't want the word of God to guide me. I want to guide myself. Well, I'll ask that question. How you like your life? How is that working for you? Are you hearing? Let's look at the next part of this. It says, but he that keepeth the law, he that keepeth the law, go back, please. He that keepeth the law, happy is he. All right. Now, the word law, the word keep there means in its simplest form, it means to guard. It means to guard. It means to uh, give heed to. Uh, it means Keep watch, keep watch, uh, keep ward, or it means it talks about a, a hedge, a hedge about, right? To protect, to save one, to save life. But he who keeps the law, law, the word law is Torah. That's simply a collection of prophetic utterances, a collection of the word of God, a body of the word. All right. Simply, but he who guards the word is going to be happy. Live, live in a blessedness, a blessed state, perpetual happy state. That does not mean that your life won't have problems, but that means that you will be able to overcome 
those obstacles that happen in your life. Now, let me help you out. Go back to the verse. I want you, want you to see this. So again, where there is no vision, no word from God, right? Where there is no word from God, the people cast off restraint. They run wild. They act as their own leaders. But he that keeps or guards, guards, protects, uh, protects the word, happy is he. Now, how are you going to guard or uh, guard the word or protect the word that God has given unto you? Think, let me give you another example. Let's say you're driving down the expressway and uh, you're in the car by yourself. I mean, you, you got it going on. You got your nice suit on, car just been washed, waxed. You good. And you know you good. You're enjoying yourself. What? Convertibles down, got the roof open. I mean, your hair. I mean, the, the wind is blowing through your naps. I mean, your hair. <laughs> your wind is blowing through, and you got your music turned up, and you're bumping going down the road. Can you get what I'm saying? I mean, you're rolling. It's a good day. Hey, you got to turn up. Soon you get a call. You know, your phone, your uh, radio system all automatically, you know, uh, drops the volume. Say, hey, what's going on? Somebody says to you, hey, man, you need to come over here. I want you to do this and that. Here's a phone number. You got to make sure you call the guy. Oh, really? What was the phone number? The number is 777-9311. You got it? 777-9311. You got it? Yeah, I got it. I'll, I'll call. Thanks. I'll call. Thanks. And so you now, you know that you didn't write this thing down. So how are you going to keep it? How are you going to guard this? You're going to say it over and over and over again. Seven, 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 nine, three, one, one, seven, 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 nine, three, one, one, seven, 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 nine, three, one, one, seven, seven, nine, three. You're going to keep that music. You may turn the music off. I got to keep this. And you're going to say it over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Maybe somebody else calls you say, oh, I can't I can't talk right now. I got to remember this number. And you say it over and over again. You're keeping that. You're guarding that word. You're guarding that word. Other things will come, other thoughts will come, but you push those out of the way because this word is important. You're saying it again and again and again and again, keeping it in the forefront of your mind because if you do this, you're going to be blessed. Does that make sense? Let's go back to the verse once again. If you have, it says, where there is no vision, where there's no word from God, where there's no prophetic word, the people lose, perish, they they um, they are they run wild, no restraint. They they are exposed. They run naked. Now we see who you really are. You get somebody a bunch of money. They have no restraint. Now we see who you really are and what you really believe. Now there's nothing holding you back, right? Where there's no vision, the people lose restraint. But he that keeps the law, he that keeps the word of God, rehearsing it over and over to himself, over and over to herself, keeps it in the forefront, happy is he. Now, one thing I want you to notice as well, that the word of God restrains us. Remember, where there is no vision, the people are unrestrained. Where there is no word, the people are unrestrained. But where there is a word, the people are restrained. Right? And you know how wild you can be. I can't get no talk in here. 
You know how wild that mouth can be. It is the word that restrains us. What word that restrains you? The word that you keep, the word that you guard, the word that you mutter, the word that you meditate on. It is that word that restrains you in that area of your life. Does that make sense? If I know I have problems with money, my problems with lust, whatever, then I'm going to be declaring the word of God as it relates to those areas. Because I know that those temptations will keep coming up. Temptations to do what? Temptations to run my own life, to be my own leader, right? To be my own leader, to be the own my own head, and run out and do what I want to do. Well, the Word of God will will restrain us and keep us and on that right path and keep us happy. That is, keep us in a blissful, joyful. State. Now, that doesn't mean that life will be easy. On the contrary, it won't. Jesus lived a blissful, happy, joyful life in the will of God. But was his life without trouble? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But every trouble that came his way, he overcame it all. Does that make sense? All right, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. Are y'all still with me today? All right. So what I'm telling you is that you're going to have to have a proceeding word from God in every area, in every area of your life, a proceeding word. What are you telling me to do now? What are you telling me to do now? You say, well, what if, what if I don't hear that? Well, then stay where you are until you hear it. If you can't do that, well, then walk out very cautiously. If you got to go, Walk out very cautiously. If you're driving, go one mile an hour until you get that proceeding word. Does everybody understand? Amen. All right. Because there's nothing worse sometimes than having to go back and double track uh, because you made a decision to do something, and now you know you should not have made that decision. Regret is horrible. Are you hearing? Let me show you this. Now, God is always faithful to give a word, but we're not always faithful to hear it. We're not always faithful to hear it and to respond to it. Look at Hosea 4, Hosea 4, 6. Hosea 4, 6, and we're coming to a close. Hosea 4, 6 says, my people are what? My people are destroyed. Why are they destroyed? The word destroyed there means to cut off. Why are they cut off? What does it say? For lack of knowledge. Why? Because they because thou hast what rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing seeing thou hast forgotten the law of my of thy God, I will also forget thy children. Now this is bad. It says you've forgotten it. Now, if you are keeping the word of God, if you are guarding the word of God. Are you going to forget it? If you're keeping it in the forefront of your mind, you're saying it over, you're rehearsing it over and over again, you're not going to forget that phone number. You're going to know that phone number when you leave. 777. Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You got me. If you're saying it over again, if you're saying the word, if you're guarding that word, you're guarding that word, you're not going to forget. You're only going to forget when you put that word out of your mind and let something else dominate your thinking. This is why sometimes when you walk into a room, 
you, you have your mind set on what you came in there to do. I'm coming in here to get my pen so I can uh, sign this check. But when you get in the room, uh, why did I come in here again? Anybody? Yeah. yeah. What happened? A more a, a stronger thought came in. When you got in the room, you saw something need to be cleaned, something need to be done, or somebody said something to you, and they just pushed that other thought out of your head. But if you come into the room, I'm going to get the pen to sign the check. I'm going to get the pen to sign the check. I'm going to get the pen to sign the check. Mama, hope. I'm going to get the pen to sign the check. I'm going to get the pen to sign the check. I'm going to see the Can I play this game? I'm going to get the pen to sign the check. I'm going to get the pen to sign the check. I'm going to find the pen to sign the check. Uh, can, I, can I take the car keys to go out? I want to go with the fellas. I'm going to find the pen to get the check. I'm going to get the pen. You hear what I'm saying to you? If the word of God is on the forefront of your mind, on the forefront of your thinking, not saying that every moment of every day you're declaring God's word, but you're saying it enough in prayer and in your study time. You're getting the word of God in you. And once it is rooted in you, it's in you. It's in you. And that word will restrain you. That word will restrain you. Going back to our drawing, that word will restrain you, even though, let me let's start over. Hold on a second. All right, there's still the X there that marks the spot. And you're starting here. And let's say here's the path that God has set for you. Here's the path that he set for you right there. And we know some, Lord, we're on it. God help us. But sometimes we see something shiny and get off that path. But the word of God will draw you back to that path. You go, what you go, you say, I'm going pretty good, but see something else shiny and go back off. But the word of God will draw you back here. Draw it. You, there will be a lot of distractions. But it's the word of God that binds you to the path. That keeps you there. If it were not for him, all of us would go off. All of us would go somewhere. Why are you here in church today? Or why are you watching or listening to this um, message now when you could be doing something else, online community? When you could be doing something else, why are you here hearing a funny-looking man in a church? Why are, you, why are you here? It's the word of God that restrains you, that that compels you to walk a certain path, to get on a certain course. And if he didn't do that, we would all wander off. We'd all get distracted. We'd never return if it weren't for him. Hallelujah. All right. Let's go a little bit further. Now, let me show you some, some, just some good examples of this, of how the word does this. Look at uh, John the 13 chapter, John 13, verse 17. And it says, John 13, verse 17, he says, the Lord said, saying here, if you know these things, happy are ye if you do them. Knowing that word, hiding that word, guarding that word, and doing what it said, it's going to produce that happiness. It's going to produce that joy in your life. It's going to produce that fulfillment. Remember, Jesus said, I came that they may have life and have it more abundantly. An abundant life does not, is not a life that is filled with no pain, no suffering. 
but it does mean that you'll have the power to overcome it all. If you ever want to know what a Christian life should look like, who modeled the perfect Christian life, look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. People betrayed him. They talked about him. And he, he did everything right, didn't do anything wrong. And they will seem to be always on him. But he had a lot of good days, healing people, doing miraculous signs and wonders. Just a lot of great things happened. He was in his father's will, but his life was not without pain. It was not without suffering. So if anyone tells you, come to Jesus and your life will be full of roses and you will never, ever have another terrible day in your life. Just take a picture of them and you put their post their picture, uh, send it to Wikipedia under the word liar. That is what a liar looks like. Or someone that is extremely ignorant. Are you hearing me? All right. But this is the way that God wants us to go. Let me show you just a couple more. Joshua 1 and 8. You know about this. Joshua 1 and 8. Joshua 1 and 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Sound familiar? It shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt, what? Meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. Then you're going to make your way prosperous and then you'll have good success. It's all surrounding the Word of God. He said you're going to meditate in the Word of God, meditate in the Word of God. In the true biblical sense, the word meditation here means to mutter. That is to say, to say, to say over and over again. Meditate on the Word. You say the Word. You memorize the Scripture. You keep it before you until that Word becomes a part of you. Then you're going to have good success. Are you hearing me? Then you'll make your way prosperous, and then you're going to have good success. Now, there'll be several other voices that will say, come over here, try this. Come over here, try that. There'll be several others. But if you guard the word, you're going to make your way prosperous, and you're going to have good success. If you stay on the word, believe me, as you're in this life, there'll be a whole lot of others who will seem to give you great advice as to how you should... Run your marriage, how you should run your finances, how you should live as a single person. There'll be a whole lot of other voices. But if you stay on the word of God, you're going to make your way prosperous and have good success. Amen. Amen. Hear his voice and do what he says. So as we close today right now in prayer, we need, first of all, to repent. If we have heard a word from God and we and if we have not done it because we were afraid because we said, oh, oh, or whatever type of excuse that we want to give the Lord. If we have forsaken his word, have not done his word, then we need to first of all repent and ask him to uh, forgive us and then ask the Lord to speak again. Ask him to speak again. Let me know what my ex is. Let me know where, that, where you need me to go, where you want me to go. You may not understand how you're going to get there. But you know, well, I'm going to spend the rest of my days here going in that direction. You understanding? I would rather than write on my tombstone, here lies a man that did his best to follow God's instruction. Then here lies a man, period. Make sense? 
Let's pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for your word, and we thank you for vision. We thank you for giving us a vision for our individual lives, a vision for our families, a vision for ministry, a vision for our local fellowship. Father, we repent because there are many times that you've told us to do some things, and we just neglected to do it. We just did not do it. Maybe we were lazy. Maybe we were fearful. Maybe we thought that it wasn't the right thing to do and we were rebellious. So, Father, we ask you to forgive us now. And we thank you for bringing us back to this point where we can know that we've done wrong and and we seek you now for the right way. So, Father, we ask you to speak to us again. Speak to us again. Let us know what your will is for our individual lives Let us know what your will is for our family, for our finances, for everything that pertains to us. And Lord, we also ask for the courage to see that thing through until the end. Lord, we don't want to lay up our gifts in some napkin or put them in some hole somewhere. We want to be used by you in the things that you've called us to. And Lord, we know it won't be the easiest thing, but it is the right thing. Lord, we thank you and we receive the knowledge of this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Hallelujah. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Remember, if you would like to hear today's message in its entirety or hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. You can also subscribe to our podcast and get it on the go. And if you have a Roku device, make sure you search for Kingdom Rock TV. In there, you will find this program and so much more. We would also love to see you in a live service. Just go to our website to get the details at www.kingdomrock.org. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.